Welcome, everybody. We're going to be taking your calls today off Twitter spaces. Uh, some interesting things going on out there in the world, and I'll be happy to answer your questions about it. Of course, the uh, Florida Surgeon General has uh, raised concerns uh, about uh, vaccinating young males. And of course, we've been talking about that on this show, uh, the Wednesday show in particular, for quite some time. It is a concern. Uh, exactly what position people should be taking on it is still an evolving, it's like a moving target. And uh, there, I've noticed that there's a video, video on Twitter circulating around uh, two things, me talking a year and a half ago and then me speaking now. And yeah, before I was quite a bit more enthusiastic about the universal application of vaccine. Now I've got some concerns, but I still recommend it for my elderly patients. It has clearly helped there. 22-year-old male athlete, yeah, that's a different story. 45-year-old uh, female, not pregnant, not planning on having kids. Yeah, okay, we'll see. Particularly, are there any uh, risk, medical risks? Uh, you know what they call co-occurring disorders with that. But anyway, we'll get to all that and your questions. Get on Twitter Spaces, raise your hand by by raising your hand. You agree to be out on all the platforms we stream on. We'll see you in a minute. I'll be watching you on Restream and the Rumble Rants. Our laws, as it pertain to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying, you go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it, I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. The bike on, of course. I do have a lot more to say, and of course, I'll answer your questions as well. And Susan and I have been uh, touring around the country a little bit this last weekend. We were in Florida and then Colorado, and it's kind of intriguing to me how this country is almost becoming 50 different countries. Uh, the diff difference between Florida, California, and uh, Colorado are, are enormous. It really kind of striking to me how different these states are and how, how different the cultures are becoming. Uh, I would not in any by any stretch call things going on here in California better than in other places and quite quite the contrary. Susan, do you agree with me on this? No. I mean I liked Florida. Right. Florida you liked was it because free. They were feeling free and people and were thriving. Coming back to life. People and were thriving. Happy and That's exactly right. Even yeah. after the hurricane and sorry about And, and by those the way, the hurricane we've, now, hurricane we've now been to Florida. The hurricane hit a tiny swath of Florida. But it, it did some you damage. May, it damaged when it hit when the when the eye hit it over Fort Myers, that was a catastrophe. In that area. They made it the media made it seem like Florida was a catastrophe. Yeah. No, it was not. It was not. We were in regions. We were the whole southern area. You could not tell that anything had happened at all. Um, somebody's asking questions about the. Uh, so crazy how it just hits small areas. Well, I mean, it's you know they can. It depends. Just how, zooms right through. That's right. And good thing Tom Cigars is okay. Tom Cigars is okay. Everybody. Uh, BC side says the LA City Council meeting was wild. I'm sure of that we have for those of you that don't know we had three LA City Council members who proved themselves to be racist. You know really racist people uh again whenever people are accusing other people of being racist i always think people that i know aren't racist are being accused of being racist i wonder if that person is doing the accusation is just projecting lo and behold we definitely know that to be true our la county board of supervisor president and two other board of supervisors out of control racism and misogyny and just really 
sort of disgusting thinking and, and talk. Even back for backstage conversation, it was it was ridiculous. And now the President of the United States has called upon them to resign, although they have not done so in spite of extreme pressure from the community here in Los Angeles. Uh, I believe. We call Catherine Barger on that. Yeah, it might be interesting to get her so on. So we have 178 people over on Twitter Spaces. So just so you know. Okay, I'll get to the calls. In uh, a second. Drew, What's I actually, that, uh, I think it just came in breaking news a few minutes ago that one of the, the president of the yeah. LA City Council just resigned. Okay, so that was an, at uh, least one. What's her name? Nuri. Nuri. Starts with her last name. Nuri. Yeah. So that that is good. That's appropriate. Look, I think this country, this this city particularly, this county, just waking up to the fact that our government is completely incompetent. The the basic, I mean, the, everybody, this is what we didn't see in Florida. We saw government functioning here. Basic functions, water, safety, transportation, the the delivery of goods and services, you know, the key, you know, keeping the supply chain on, on, on. They, they, nothing, zero. What got me going, I saw an, an article about the, the listen to this is i didn't tell you this i tweeted this it was an article that was written about the engineering firm who was supposed to give us our fast rail train so california had a good idea we're going to put a fast train from los angeles to san francisco well it ended up being from bakersfield to fresno they never laid down one track and they spent 71 billion dollars and the engineering company who was working on it was so disgusted that in 2018 they went to Morocco because that was a functioning government in North Africa and built a fast rail for them. That's California, everybody. If fires, they don't do forestry. They don't. They don't seemingly <laughs> strike back. But I, I don't want to do too much of that today. I, I, I'm getting. I want to get to your calls. That's what I want to get to. Yeah, he so. does it all day long, every day. So to, to <laughs> I hope that's not true. It's uh, true. <laughs> but uh, Tom Cigars liked it. I just got off two planes with you and spent well because four days in be, a row being in, a in Florida and Colorado sort of it, it brought it to the fore for me. It made me think. It about does it. frustrate you though, and I you know I wish there was something we could do. Well, when you see people thriving and you know how close it is for people who live in this country to to thrive again, we we could be right there if it literally is our. Somebody, so I, somebody, I, I just saw a cool quote that said, a nation of sheep beget a, a government of wolves. And that to me is a really interesting statement. But let me take your calls in any event. Um, I, we can talk about COVID. I, we put as the headline, I was going to talk a little bit about myocarditis and the Florida Surgeon General. I have humongous respect and admiration for that Florida Surgeon General. I suggest you all take a look at him, look at what he's been saying. He's an extremely bright physician who knows what he's talking about. Now, he may not be always correct. He put up an article that has been sort of roundly criticized because it wasn't peer-reviewed, and it was it was sort of a, I, I suspect it was kind of a preprint. And it, it at its core, it relied on ICD-9 codes. There it is. Um, ICD-9 codes from hospitalization, which are notoriously inaccurate. He says they went back and checked the records. Now, okay. And there was not there were not comparisons, there were not controls. There it, there was a lot of problems with the study, but it did show a and and again it it was wasn't able to ferret out how much was from COVID and how much from, was from vaccine, but it showed a marked increase in myocarditis and pericarditis in young males. There's there's no doubt that's happening, right? There's no even though I in California can't say it. Because in California, we have a law called AB 2098 that prevent doctors from discussing medical literature that is of concern, that has some 
uh, deviation from the standard of care as issued by the CDC as it pertains to COVID, we're not allowed to present that to our patients. So we literally can't do informed consent any longer. But I will tell you for sure, a lot of physicians are very concerned about the myocarditis, pericarditis. I myself realize that I'm seeing an extraordinary amount of what are called supraventricular tachycardias, way more than I've seen in the past in young males, which may be part of this whole syndrome. Again, COVID vaccine, I don't know, but lots of cardiac muscle and electromechanical issues that seem completely disproportionate to the pre-COVID era. Again, young males, almost without exception. They, you know, there's a world of electrophysiology where they go in and they map out, they put a wire into the heart and they map out where the abnormal rhythm is coming from and then they burn that area to try to take it away so it doesn't cause this abnormal source of uh, a problematic rhythm. I've seen more, I, I, I bet you, I've not seen it in the medical literature, but I bet you that uh, the electrophysiologists are seeing way more of this than they have in the past. And of course, POT syndrome, uh, my friend Heather McDonald passed out, fractured his skull. It seems that Bob Saget had the same syndrome. Now, he had had COVID a few weeks before. It could have been from COVID versus the vaccine. He also had had the vaccine. I don't know. But if you, you know, young person, get the vaccine, fainting, cardiac arrhythmias, myocarditis, pericarditis, fatigue, much like from long COVID. We're seeing it from the vaccine too. Again, what is that incidence? I, I'm not saying... What, what I'm what I'm not saying it's common. I'm not saying you should be afraid of it. I'm saying, is it more common than the complications of COVID itself? That is the question that needs to be answered. And that was not answered by the Florida Surgeon General's uh, paper. That's some of the criticism I tweeted. Some of the, I tweeted his response and some of the critiques. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll find them. They were across the weekend. I tweeted those things and they were very good. They were very thoughtful and very, both sides were reasonable discussing science the way we always have. Nothing different than usual. We just back and forth, criticize each other. Look, Karl Popper uh, really is a famous philosopher that that pointed out that, that disproving is what science is all about. It has to be theories that can be disproven. That's at their basis. And it's our job to try to disprove them until they stand up to that scrutiny and then we declare them a theory, not a fact, a theory. We're always trying to get as close to the truth as possible. Uh, let me briefly, before I go to calls, look at what's going on here. Yeah, somebody says Google uh, die suddenly. Yes, we, listen, we discussed this with Ed Dowd. If you want to see the, uh, was it from two weeks ago, Caleb? Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, actually oh, there it is. There's the uh, last week. I, I can I can find okay. it, but it's on the website. They can find okay. it easily. So, so this is the analysis I put up of uh, Dr. Kristen Pathengian. Am I saying that right? And it was a good one. It was a good thread. And then the next morning, the floor, I, also, the, I also retweeted the Florida Surgeon General. He responded to it with another long thread that was quite well thought out, quite good. And so what do we know? We don't know yet. This is how science works. We don't know for sure yet. We're trying to figure it out. In the meantime, the standard of care remains the standard of care, but may not stay the standard of care. It may be different for young males. We, many, many countries right now are taking it away from young people because Omicron is less risky and better immunity than the vaccine. So lots of countries are following suit with, uh, with uh, lots of countries are following suit with uh, these, these concerns taking away the mRNA for young people. I'm laughing, Susan, because... Um, um, uh, 
her friend. I'm blanking. Shoot, my she absolutely shut my brain off. Cat, Cat Timp tweeted me something very important about Teen Mom. What? I can't. I can't repeat it because I and I don't want to. I don't want to. Divul- she knows everything that's going on with the Teen Mom women before anybody yeah, else does. So she I don't want to. So I just she just sent something to me. All right, let's take your call. Oh, I thought she put it on Twitter. No, no, no. She texted me with it. Oh my God, she's freaked. She said out. tweet. I'm sorry. Uh, let's get. Yeah, Teen Mom. Yes, that's coming up. Uh, let's get. Uh, let's see. That is Brandon blink. in here. Yep, I'm getting Brandon here. Brandon. Brandon, give you a second. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. here. I'm here. What's going on? <laughs> well, tested positive for COVID this morning. Yep. Yep. Good times. Yep. Good times. The funny part about it is contacted the doctor and they gave me normal medication. Aldebuterol. Yeah. Uh, anti, uh, basically mucinex, mm-hmm. a nasal spray, anti-cough. Mm-hmm. And it works great. Yeah. That's I feel, what I used. It was good. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, uh, tons so- better. Why are they not doing that? No, they are. They, people are particularly for young people because it tends up being like, a cold or a bronchitis. Uh, so, so here's right. the, yeah. So here's the other things they would do. Sometimes they're using Zithromax, which again we don't know what the hell that's doing, but people are using it. People are also using inhaled corticosteroids. Okay, so it, so it's another inhaler other than the beta two agent, which you got. Both are fine. Right. Uh, they're also using Decadron. And they're using Paxlovid. And there was a big study on Molnupiravir, which is another antiviral like Paxlovid, did not look so great. That study did not make Molnupiravir look good. The previous data was yeah, much, Paxlovid, much better. Yeah, the Paxlovid they're saying for more... Sick. Older, I, I older and sicker. I, I took or if you're a survey. obese or something. Older and sicker. Yeah, I took a... Right, and I'm 42, so... Yeah. But I was just impressed that it's like, oh, this works really well. Why haven't they been doing this all along? They, they have. It's it's they. But again... If they just talked about simple measures, it wouldn't keep the panic going, Brandon. We can, we can't. What we got? We got to worry point. about. Yeah, we have to worry about monkeypox if, if something <laughs> simple like an, an inhaled beta two agent works for this. You know All what I'm right. saying? And I, I, oh, sorry. I've Go been ahead. listening to you, Doctor Drew and Adam, forever. So since I was you basically first started. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've been listening to this whole thing. Um, you're yeah. They're still pushing me to get a vaccine. Oh, and I well. won't do. Not now. The, even the CDC wait, says wait three or four months. So it, well, at least well, do that. Well, definitely now, but I, even before that, you know, I've dealt with, I've had two um, uh, AFib disasters in the last two years. Uh-oh. I don't, I don't want it. Trust it. Had you had any vaccine? No. All right. So you're in a special category, right? You already have an arrhythmic problem, you know, atrial fibrillation, which is another abnormal rhythm of the, the atria in the heart, causes strokes and things. It's a serious thing in a young person. And uh, I is don't know. Is there anything you should decision. worry about when he has COVID because of that? Uh, yes and no. Uh, the, the yes is if I were taking care of him, I would worry about it because thrombogenesis is the most serious problem with COVID. The, the, again, the lining of our arteries and the platelet lipid system interact with the macrophages and are causing clots. And uh, and if you have atrial fibrillation, it seems to me it might be more risky than usual. So make sure that you're in the sinus rhythm, that you know if you're on some medication to maintain it as such, make sure you take that medication. You know what I find fascinating is when people get like COVID or a head cold or whatever, they don't take anything. They just tough it out and 
um, or they don't try to dry up their sinuses and stop the cough. And, you know, they never know what to do. You're right. Uh, I mean, look, the inhalers are very effective. Like, right? uh, like I like Dimetap. Like Dimetap is very... Just Mucinex. dry yourself up. Mucinex is not a drying agent. It's a thinning agent. Right. And because so, it does really get well, snotty in there. But because drying can actually sometimes make sinusitis worse, it's actually not that routine to be using it if you have a stuffy nose but i'll tell you what hot showers work that's something that doctors never tell yeah. you hot or showers. humidifier humidifier hot showers these things work like a son of a bitch uh we'll get laura in here i like dimetap and i know susan likes dimetap but she takes it all the time even when children's dimetap dimetap so she drinks i don't it. drink it all the time shut up <laughs> you gotta listen to me who knows what i might say <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> Sheesh. All right, while we wait for Laura, let me uh, see what you guys are asking. Lots of good questions, I could tell. Uh, mm. uh, Stink Anderson, uh, <laughs> diagnosed HPV at 18. Should you still get the vaccine? I would, personally. I know what your doctor says, but I would. Because uh, you look, we're seeing so much head and neck cancer now. It's just stink. terrible. It's all, <laughs> yeah, it's stink. All Please from do it. HPV like, we watched the Laura. I'll be right with you. Hold tight there. We watched Susan and I watched the Doors movie over the weekend, and there's poor Val Kilmer, who's now you know talks through a tracheostomy and has had head and neck cancer because of HPV, and that's a, it's something that can be completely avoided with a vaccine. So why would you, or at least nearly? He was completely. so good in that movie. It made me sad. It made me sad thinking this vaccine and people argue. This is another vaccine people argue over, and it, it's just so obvious that people should should take it. It's well, really a very like safe Well, they're killing like forty-year-old women to take it. You know, that are single. It's a very safe, very safe. Laura, what's going on? Hey, Doctor Drew. It's nice to talk to you as well. What's happening? I am just dumbfounded. I I see a lot of specialists. I have a four-centimeter ascending aorta aneurysm. I have Stage two, non-alcoholic, liver disease. I have, I have so much stuff. Okay, so hold on. So, so hold on. How old are you? I am sixty-one. Did you have hypertension, high blood pressure? Never. So, what she's talking? Maybe, Caleb, you can put up a picture of an aortic aneurysm. I, I'm, I'm imagining it doesn't get quite to your aortic valve, right? It's sort of above. It's in the arch. Right? It is in the arch, yeah. yes. So you can look at, or maybe you want to, Caleb, put up their aortic aneurysms because there's different kinds. And she's talking about the more common one, which occurs, well, the less problematic one that occurs up on the arch. And you know, of course, that we really don't get very worried about them until they're five centimeters, right? Yes. Right. And I go every six months. I, I have several health issues. And during the two years of COVID, I had two... Uh, adhesion removals from my abdomen from a ruin why I had in 2003. Ugh. I know. So was that it for, was the ruin why for gastric bypass kind of thing? Yes. Okay. So and she I had, did lose weight. Right. So she had this, the, she had a, there's a, no, 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 no. Thoracic aortic aneurysm. Sorry that those are Oops. not quite right. You had aortic arch aneurysm you want us to look at. Uh, and she had a, a weight loss surgery and there's a big, that's the big one. And of course you can get adhesions and small bowel obstructions, what's left over after any surgery like that. And now you have aortic art, aortic arch, uh, aneurysm, which is, are you on a beta blocker? Like 
No, I'm not on any medicine we, at all. We used to put people on beta blockers with that, and I, I always thought that was very effective. I noticed they don't do it so much anymore. Anyway, what's your question? So I, I have a lot of specialists that I see be, because of all these different things, and never not once did any of them suggest that I get a COVID vaccine, not one, oh, which I wouldn't have. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Did they, did so, they, if you asked, would they have said, don't take it? I don't know. I never asked because I was never going to take it. <laughs> are you are you still are you still obese, or is your weight down now? My weight is down now, and you, I you, did have COVID. You mentioned that you had non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Why is that continuing if your weight's down? I don't know. Uh, I they did um, biopsy, a biopsy, and it came back uh, that that's what it was. Crazy. Well, maybe more weight loss just to try to get that, you know, better. I don't know. I talked, I obviously, I, I don't, I don't know you, but I'm just thinking out loud. But so, yeah, when did you have COVID? I had COVID in November. We had a super spreader event for my granddaughter's fifth birthday. Yeah. And someone that had been exposed came and then uh, literally the entire family came down with COVID within the week. So, um, so hold my on. Doctor? I'm going to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Kayla put a picture of an aorta up there. And the the arch, you know, the curvature part is where her she has an aneurysm, meaning it's a weakening and swelling, like a bleb in a in a, a uh, in a tire, that kind of thing. And it can blow. These can blow, and that's yeah. why they're dangerous. But they don't really get dangerous till they're about five centimeters. The real problem with them is repairing them. And I don't want to scare you, but I'm going to say this out loud. It's it's a major. It's one of the biggest operations you can have. It's a huge operation, and so, you know, we don't like to repair them unless we have to. But they're usually successful. But it's a big operation. Yeah, because I asked them. I asked my. Uh, I see. I go to to the UPMC aorta. Mm -hmm. They have an aorta aneurysm clinic, of and course. I was like, "Well, why can't we just get this done now?" No, and he no. was like, "Well, no, not yours." <laughs> Not anybody's, not, not anybody's until you have to, <laughs> trust me. All right, so right. the question for me is what? Should you? Well, get it wasn't really a question. We, my, all of my doctors uh, did think that if I got COVID, I would end up in the hospital. Yes. And so I took the eye medicine that we can't speak about. Right. And literally within us, uh, I never got really sick. I did have more gastric issues than, um, Yeah. I lost my taste and smell for about seven months. Yep. I had a cough the first day, chills first day. I started that the first day along with all of the supplements that the FLCCC recommends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was negative in seven days. Well, uh, good. Uh, I'm guessing this was Omicron because that had a lot of GI stuff and that was coming in right there in November, December. And uh, good. I mean, it's great. I, I, you know, I, there was nothing much else to do, by, by the way, then. I mean, there was not a lot of really much else. I mean, Paxlovid is what really changed the game. And I don't think anybody would have given you that at that point. Um, people are on the, the restream. Thank you, Laura. People are on the restream talking about weight loss and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Yes, yes, she knows that. She knows it, believe me. And sometimes things like diabetes and liver inflammation persist even when you correct everything metabolically, which is one of the odd... I don't think I fully understand that. It's one of the odd things about both those conditions. Uh, okay, let me go over to the Rumble Rants where I've been ignoring you guys. I apologize. Hey, Susan, have you been over there at all? Yeah, I'm watching them. Anything I should be? Uh, uh, some they're talking. They're going on about fake news. I'm not quite sure what. <laughs> what's the fake news? No. You're not watching them. A little bit. 
And any questions? They're talking about a girl with big boobs. On. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay, predictable. It's funny. I'm not seeing that behind. I'm scrolling through the whole thing. So why did you pick up on that? Because uh-huh. I saw what they said. <laughs> well, maybe you, you can't block They like them. the people on the Twitter spaces, though. Okay, good. Uh, born with a large aorta, I think his drug use thought his life made it worse. Could be. Yep, that's true. And I don't know about born with a large aorta. That, that sounds very weird. Uh, okay, let me go back to your call. Hey, you know what? Let's do this. Caleb, uh, maybe we'll take a little break now uh, since we're right up against it. And then I'll get back to the... the uh, request for uh, callers we have plenty of hands up i'm gonna try to get to all of you guys and again what you do is you just request to come up and i'll bring you up sort of one at a time just like we did with laura and give you a chance to talk but recognize that if you do come up you're streaming out on multiple platforms it's not just on youtube and it's not just on twitter so thank you for being here on twitter spaces and if you have other topics you want me to talk about we can get further into the florida department of health challenge to the vaccine mandates and I want to talk a little bit more, if I remember here, I'm going to write it down, my evolution and what it means to be changing your opinions about things like COVID and vaccines and Paxlovid. It's an evolving process. Back up to this. Consumer price index yet again going up, stock market in turmoil. What's our government doing to quell the surge of inflation that is gutting American families? Oh yeah, they're spending more money and adding to the burden. Don't bury your head in the sand while your savings get decimated. It's time to do something about this. Visit birchgold.com slash Drew. Now, I don't give investment advice, but you can visit birchgold, B-I-R-C-H, gold.com slash Drew. Birchgold will send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Great people with almost 20 years of experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Don't let your savings lose value. Visit birchgold.com slash true and claim your free, no obligation info kit from Birch Gold. You can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account and Birch Gold will help you do it. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. Check them out now. Visit birchgold.com slash true and secure your future with gold. Do it now. For a long time, I've been talking about the holy grail of skincare, Genucel, and the amazing results that both Susan and I have seen. I'm a big fan of Genucel's Silky Smooth XV. It's a moisturizer soaked right into my skin instantly, and with its immediate effects, I saw fine lines and wrinkles visibly disappear within 12 hours. Susan loves Genucel's vitamin C serum, infused with the purest vitamin C, absorbs to the deepest layer of the skin thanks to Genucel's proprietary skincare technology. I am a snob when it comes to using products on my face. The dermatologist makes a ton of money from me. But when I was introduced to Genucel, I was so happy because it's so affordable and it works great. I was introduced to the Ultra Retinol Cream, which I love at night. All the eye creams are amazing. People notice my skin all the time, and I'm so excited because it's actually working. And right now, Genucel has bundled my favorite products and Susan's for you to try today for up to 60% off retail pricing. That's right. Save up to 60% on my favorite Genucel products today. Just go to genucel.com Drew to see what's in our bundles and receive an extra 10% off at checkout when you enroll in their personal concierge at checkout. That again is genucel.com slash Drew, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash D-R-E-W. The parallel economy has empowered us to care for our health, well-being, as well as longevity. Likewise for us pet parents who now have a place to go when it comes to keeping the family, dogs, cats, even horses, 
in the best shape possible. As a dog dad, I'm thrilled to be working with Pet Club 24-7, a company founded by two guys who lost dogs to serious conditions, including cancer. Pet Club 24-7 has an incredible array of products, including a line of supplements for humans, such as the Inforce Plus Corollius Versicolor and Inforce Corollius Versicolor with Reishi. My friend and colleague, Christina Ferrari, a cancer survivor herself, swears by it. When I was diagnosed, the doctor in the emergency room told me, you have two years to live. Oh boy. Along with the stem cell, I took these. I have been in remission for eight years now. For dogs, mush puppy treats are a fan favorite. Rex, oh boy. <laughs> he came right. Oh, there he is. They are also made with the Coriolis Versicolor Mushroom, which supports their immune system, according to hundreds of clinical studies. Here's Kristen Ludlow, National Vice President. That strain does matter. We do have the most potent strain, and we also extract it in a proprietary way. And that's why we've been having such wonderful experiences with these products. Mush puppies are made here in the U.S. There are no fillers. It's non-addicting. Your dog can't accidentally overdose. Go to drdrew.com slash petclub247 for a discount off the list price. That is drdrew.com. P-E-T-C-L-U-B-247, Pet Club 247. Well, thank you all. Uh, we received a very kind testimonial on Genucel. Uh Caleb, you alerted me to that. Uh, do you want to uh, tell people I, what the content? Yeah. I didn't have it you? prepped for the screen. Oops. No, no, you don't have to put it on the screen. I'm just but saying it was, it was very nice. Very positive. So go ahead. Very positive. So people are having good results. They like that product, and we do too. So I, I, nice that we can stand behind it. So we appreciate you supporting that. Yeah, and we have some great packages. So like you get the whole, you know, combination of things that Drew and I like. And if you if you go to that, you know, genucell dot com slash Dr. Drew, you'll see our our private picks, and they're fifty percent off. So if you want, you can get both packages and, and have it uh, We all of a sudden have some very effective trolls on Restream, and so. Uh, yeah, it's not meant for your balls, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. I don't um, know. You pro- you might be able to use some of it on your balls. I would I would probably recommend maybe the my, XV my, cream uh, my, or no. There's guys, I mean, this cream can go a- anywhere. But too. I just hope you got you trolls. No, my 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 tendency is to lean into you some, guys. Not some to people's be, balls not are to dry, so it's good for um, that. But I, I I mean, I wouldn't put the vitamin C serum or the retinol there or the linen addicts, the hyaluronic acid, but the creams are very, yeah, very uh, good for all yep. skin. Yep. I agree. I actually rub it everywhere. I do my arms. I do my and legs. Those you are trolls have at it. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so spread uh, it around. Yeah, so uh, people are also coming, catching up with the fact that Angela Lansbury passed away at the age of 96, a, a really a legend. If you look at her career, you're going to be shocked at how many amazing things she was involved with. Uh, yeah, Dame, I guess she was a, she's a Dame in the British uh, hierarchy. All right, and what are you laughing about, Susan? <laughs> Jab's going to buy some for his balls. Good, thank you for that. Uh, so let's get back to calls. We appreciate you guys being there, and we will try to get some calls here. Here we go. This is uh, Mark. <laughs> And uh, let's see what Mark wants to ask us about. And again, while Mark is loading up here, I'm, I'm looking at you guys on the restream. No. Uh, yeah, there's a little lag, but... I am not seeing the data from uh, Stabel Ben. Sorry. Do, do, do. Uh, oh, but again, he went away. Okay. But I would urge you to listen to Ed Dowd, whom uh, I will tell you when that is from Wednesday. I don't think it was last week. I think it was the week before, wasn't it? Uh, uh, who do we have last week? Give me one second. 
Yeah, we had Jim Thorpe last week, who also, uh, Caleb, I would think people were very moved by him as well. Uh, boys, Ed Dow was three weeks ago. It's That was a killer show. And he's not a doctor, you know, he's yeah. more a statistician. He so was he, uh, the 21st of September. He's a he's an analyst. He's a he's a financial guy and he's look, used to analyzing systems and he and was YouTube is letting us keep it up and we're actually getting ratings on it. Well, he's just reporting the excess deaths. Now, he doesn't you know, Yeah, but usually they'd find something wrong with it and cut it off before we made any right. money. So so here's a great example of how we need to evolve scientifically. We we there's no question that there are excess deaths, especially in a window when we expect to see after there's excess deaths from a pandemic, almost without exception, what has followed is a period of time where there's diminished deaths for a period of time because the older people that were going to die died sooner, and so that excess death curve drops down. Now it's gone up. Now the question is, is that related to fentanyl? Is that related to suicide and depression? Is that related to something yet unidentified? We don't know. And so the, before everyone jumps to any conclusions, why that is not the absolute priority of most Western governments, all the governments, I don't understand. I just don't get it. They should be studying the shit out of that to figure out why people are dying at the same rate as during the pandemic when the pandemic has gone all the way down to an endemic level. It does not appear to be COVID infection related. Now, some of it may be. The question is how much and you know why are we saying it's endemic if indeed we still have excess deaths? So there we go. Let's uh, try to get... Here's a question on Rumble from IED. Go ahead. It's not... We're not talking about balls or boots Thank you. There. Good. Um, hey, Drew, is it true that SARS-CoV-2 virus would need to be isolated to produce an effective vaccine? Yes. I'm not quite sure what's in that question. I mean, at least some parts of it have to be. You don't necessarily grow the virus, but you have to sequence parts of it. You know, so there's, okay. So somebody was uh, taking issue, I think, on the restream with me calling any shot to stimulate the immune system a vaccine. That is a vaccine. Let, let's see what the actual, let's see what, say, dictionary.com. So I'm going to use, I'm going to say as a convention, anything that stimulates the immune system to fight a future infection, I'm calling that a vaccine. I'm calling it that. Whether it's done with mRNA or a protein or whole virus or parts of viruses, I don't care. If it's stimulating a B cell response and then a cellular immunity left in reserve, that's all I am concerned about. I'm calling that a vaccine. Here it is. Any preventative measure used to stimulate the immune response against a specific disease. That's it. That's it. Period. Any measure. Not something that prevents infection. Not something that prevents severe disease. Not something that prevents transmission. Anything that's used to stimulate the body's immune response. This is dictionary.com. So that has been my that has been my definition since I was in medical school. Maybe others have other definitions, but that has never been another definition for mine for me. It's always been quite clear on that. Yes, I call flu shots flu vaccines 100%. They are vaccines stimulating the immune response to a future pathogen, whether or not that pathogen actually develops the way we predicted different story. We're trying to predict a specific illness and an immune response to it. That's a vaccine. In fact, Susan, we have to get our flu vaccines today. Oh. Yeah, I've got them in the refrigerator Can't downstairs. Wait. Uh, 
Douglas can give me mine. I train my sons to give them to me. I won't do it. You won't, you won't no, she won't do it to me. I can't do it. Uh, look, Sally, salty methods. We just put the um, vaccine definition from dictionary.com on the screen. That's the definition, period, end of story. There it is. We're going to, even if you want to use another definition for our convention, we are going to use this one from now on. No more, no more debates. So uh, the other thing was, uh, there's, so there's this thing flying around Twitter right now where my son put out a tweet in, when he uh, was working with us. When he was working with me on social media. He got me in trouble with the vaccines being mandated by other countries, but I still thought that was interesting. Well, we were you, we were doing Fox News every night, so we were kind of... Fo Fox 11 Fox here 11, in Los sorry. Angeles. Yeah, I, not don't Fox say News. Fox News. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and he was really, he was helping us with our social media because we, you know, we were all kind of... Busy. stuck here yeah. in the during the pandemic so he yeah. was working for us yeah. but man he could put out some great tweets yeah because so, i would put a tweet out and i'd make a, a typo and i'd take it down and then they'd call it the streisand effect <laughs> oh they took it down i was like no i wrote something incorrectly and wanted and you know they have a new thing on twitter now where you can you can pay money to be able to fix your tweets Without oh, having to pull them is down. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I just That's saw that. Crazy. Anyways, I my problem is I have horrible typing skills, and I always would make a typo, and then people would make fun of me because of that. So we had him do it for a while, and then it got us into some trouble. Oh my gosh. It was awesome though. So he put I one up it. that's circulating around right now. I'm looking for it. It essentially was that vaccines are effective and prevent and help prevent transmission, and everyone should get one. It was something like that. And I knew it wasn't my words. I could tell it wasn't here. All the COVID vaccines are safe. They're effective. They're going to help you and the people around you from further spread. More specifically, the vaccines will help reduce the risk of future mutations by suppressing replication of the virus. Which we believed at that which time. Which was one of my concerns at the time. That, that was something I, I really, I, th I thought I saw that. Well, everything we had led us to believe that that was the case. It took a while before that evolved to something else. So, uh, and also there is a video of me early on sort of saying something like that. Can you turn and, the mic towards your face? And, and then later... And then later, me talking to Heather McDonald after her fall from the vaccine, me talking to Tracy Haig and her concerns about males. Right. So, but at so, the time, like we knew so Sam Shocker's line, brother, who was like hospitalized and lost died, a lung and died. Died, died of COVID. So we were kind of right. in that mode, that, trying to avoid right. that. It, no, well, look, there was a lot going on. The government was misrepresenting the risks. They were using fear tactics intentionally. We didn't know that. There was a lot of moving parts going on, and we were all trying to figure things out. If you remember, we thought what we were doing here was just sort of every day trying to help people make sense of this because none of it was making sense to me. Now a clearer picture is starting to evolve. And in fact, uh, it's something that did not happen on this show. I spoke to a White House official who was in the White House during the initial phases of lockdown recommendations. And he was telling me that there were people like himself raising their hand and going, where are you getting this lockdown stuff from? What? Where did this six feet social distancing come from? This doesn't exist. Why, why are you doing this? And he said these people were so rigid in their thinking. He said they would turn beet red with rage if you had any, if you raised any issues with them. And he said they were all risk aversive, extremely fearful of vaccines. Excuse me, of, of infections, and it was their own bias. And then, of course, the Chinese policies that they were persuaded by 
that we were all victimized by. And then Trump derangement syndrome. Places like California, if Trump said, don't close the schools, they close the schools. And so you add those things together and that's that's sort of what we were going through. Any event, at the time, it was not that clear. If you look at me across time, my ideas change, my position change. I suspect if you talk to me a year from now, I'll have even different ideas. I, I don't know. I should be clearer about young males and the vaccine. I should be clearer about why we're having excess deaths. We should know that by then. I don't know it now, which is why I try not to be uh, overly op overly um, hubristic in my position. I'm trying to keep keep uh, you know keep uh, equal footing and to, to see where this goes because we just don't know for sure yet. Uh, this is somebody who goes by it keeps thumper. getting worse. Well, there's a lot, a lot again, a lot going on, and somebody they we know they've obscured data from us. We know they've used behavioral techniques to distort our emotions and try to muscle compliance. We know we have all been behaving like sheep, and we've got the wolves on our heels now, and we have to figure out what they're up to and what the reality is. Uh, did I just lose him too? No, no, thumper. What's going on? Yep, thumper. Mm -hmm. We'll give him a second to come in. Uh, there he is. Number, what's up? Hi, Hitler. Here's my struggle. Hey, 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 uh, Hitler. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is a greeting from your mom's house. But yes, go ahead. <laughs> hey, mommies. Hey, mommies. Um, so, I was just at the doctor yesterday, mm -hmm. um, and I got a. Uh, what is now a routine chest x-ray for me uh, because I was previously or previously tested positive for TB. Uh -oh. um, so you tell you had a skin test tested positive or you had a blood test. I had a blood test yeah. that came out positive yeah. for yeah. a pre-employment screening. Okay. Um, Were you traveling in the, in Asia or anything or Central America? Anything? No, huh. I yeah. work, I work in healthcare. Okay. Well, there you go. So there you go. Right. Yeah. I, I'm I'm an EMT yeah, by trade. Okay. Um so probably one of these transients. Um so I've been getting these chest x-rays. I've I started last year, I got a first one. Um that came back uh negative. Um see I got T I guess I must have gotten it. I never even knew I had it. Mm -hmm. Um I had COVID, didn't get vaccinated. Uh this was before that, and then um I whipped my ass for about five days, but recent this recent one, this is the second chest X-ray I got. This wasn't for a TB test, but is because I was having chest pain and a pain in like an upper accessory muscle in my back. Mm -hmm. um, I went to the doctor because it was like the first time I've ever experienced like a chest pain. It was like pinpoint in my chest that yep. went to yep. the back. Got it. Um, they did the scan again, and they said that I had hyperextended my lungs. Um, hyperextended your when, lungs. What are they talking about? <laughs> what does that mean? What a weird <laughs> statement. Hyperextended. So, you mean, do they mean you had a pneumothorax or something? No. Uh, my, my doctor said that uh, I, I thought, I don't know, I was hoping it wasn't like a tumor or something. That's why I got the checks yesterday. But uh, they came back. She just said that I essentially had hyperextended my lungs. Um, referred me to a cardiologist, and if that doesn't go through a pulmonologist, but um, it what noticed me is that she said it was no different than the chest X-ray I had a year ago, um, which means they must have been hyperextended then. Mean, I don't know. She mean hyperinflated? 
hyperinflated, possibly. Okay, okay. Um, hyperinflated makes sense. Though. Hyperextended is like, that's a muscle kind of, you know, word, hyperextension. But but hyper hyperinflation is means like air trapping. Do you have do you have chronic bronchitis or anything of that sort? No, I've never had any lung issues or like I've never had any breathing issues, not even as a child or anything. Um, were, were your diaphragms the, were your diaphragms flattened? Is that what they're talking about? They didn't mention the diaphragm. Huh. Weird. That's all very weird. I mean, uh, and then they sent you to a cardiologist after telling you there's a lung problem. Extra weird. Just because of the chest pain, then they said they would want to do a pulmonologist. Um, I I would go straight. Well, okay, but I mean, I, I would definitely see the pulmonologist. And you have you had the vaccine? No, I haven't. Okay, and you've had COVID. I've had COVID. Uh, like it, it it hit me pretty hard, but I still decided not to get. It. Yeah, this is before. Um, this is must have been back in twenty twenty. Hell, okay. And did you have a lot of pulmonary symptoms? July. Um, yeah, I have a coughing, um, I wasn't short of breath or anything, just, you know, just general exhaustion. I, I believe I had long COVID, a lot of brain fog. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, fun. That was so but on top of that, I, I was, I was kind of heavily smoking back then. Well, I don't smoke oh. tobacco, but I would, I, I'd smoke like marijuana and oh, okay. like, so, taking- so I, that's, that it's almost impossible to smoke a lot of weed and not get chronic bronchitis. So that's probably what that hyperinflation is. Interesting. Yeah. My the main method is like, you know, bong rips like I, out of a water. Still, it's bong, it's still it, it's very irritating the lungs. And, and it's it probably I mean, I don't know how many years you did it, but my bet it'd be mostly reversible. But I, I bet over, that's I bet that's it. Oh, I should have told you. I'm 27. I've been smoking for over 10 years. Um I thought that the hyperinflation that you're speaking to, I thought that Maybe it was because of like you know the big draws that I take for you know no, so many times. No, no, it's air trapping. It's it's air gets trapped in there. It can't come out. The airways collapse, and that causes the hyperinflation. So, yeah, I definitely would see a pulmonologist. They they probably put you on some steroid inhaler and that kind of thing, and uh, knock off the weed. That would be a good idea. And uh, so, so for October. Yeah, good time, my friend. And uh, yeah, and I seen the cardiologist. I you know whatever, but. Uh, I'm glad you're taking care of yourself. And thank you for the work as an EMT. I'm so grateful for people that do that work. And uh, and thank you for the call. This is uh, Hackett's. I'm not sure what, is there a name associated with that? Uh, yeah, but there uh, you are. we'll just go by Hackett's. Fair just enough. i got a question, Dr. Drew. Yeah, buddy. Have you heard of or have you seen the movie A Second Opinion? Um, no. Or Safe and Effective, A Second Opinion. I'm just curious if you've seen it. What is it? Um, it's just about some of the adverse reactions people have claimed to had from the vaccine and just going over the numbers. Safe um, and effective. And what's the last part? Safe, safe and effective what? A second opinion. A second opinion. I will look at that. You know, here's the deal. There is no doubt that this vaccine has... I mean, I don't see how, how anybody can deny the fact that this vaccine has more side effects than most vaccines and more brutal side effects than most vaccines. That just is so. The question that needs to be answered is, at what point is it worse than the risk of COVID? And just people seem unwilling to do that study. I can't get, I can't understand it. That's the number one question of the day. 
What's worse? Because we know it doesn't prevent transmission. It doesn't prevent infection. So it's not that. We're trying to prevent serious complications. So what are the serious complications rate of COVID versus the serious complication rates of vaccine for every sex and age group? Why can't we do those studies? Seems so simple to me, and yet we don't do it. So I will watch that. I will take a look at that uh, uh, video. Quick yeah. question. Yeah. Um, so with without any long-term data, mm. I was always puzzled why. So I'm from Canada. Yeah. And pretty much every doctor here has been and still is pushing the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Without any long-term data, I, what I don't understand is is why why they're pushing it so hard, where there's not even the ability to question it. Um, and I get I'm in Canada, so it is very different from where you yeah, are. I I think. Doctor, what's your take on that? Like, why the big push? Why why was there not like a a pause and let people kind of had that conversation and not be chastised for it. Thank you, Dr. I, I, I don't understand it myself. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. It's super clear that if you're over 65 years of age, particularly over 75 years of age, there is great benefit. There is great benefit. My patients in those age groups, facts to the hilt. I, I did wait on the Omicron till we had some human experience with it, the bivalent vaccine, just to be sure, but now my patients are all getting vaxxed up and none of them are getting COVID. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. Those that have gotten COVID, it was rather mild, though I have done a bit of Paxlovid prescribing. And people aren't being hospitalized. People, people aren't getting that sick. That is just my experience flat across the board. Under the age of 50, people aren't getting that sick without the vaccine. Now, a lot of them had had a primary series. So the question is, is there some sort of, Monica Gandhi would say that there's some cellular immunity, some T-cell immunity left behind that is really helping us. So Omicron does not tend to be a bad 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 uh, actor and there are very various variants coming our way but i think they're going to be all kind of the same in terms of their virulence i i think there's still a hysteria i think people are so fearful of backing away from their original sort of feelings about this thing that it was just a as to quote kanye your defcon 4 you know they're absolutely crazy about this what's that i I think you mean yeah death con four no no i said def con intentionally i don't want to get i don't want to get into the fact that kanye said death con i don't know what that meant but uh i'm using def con thank you um but uh yeah i don't i don't i don't know i don't know why we can't be more nuanced with this it, it is certainly time to do so i saw you know dr gorski who's a belligerent um anti anti-vaxxer so he's been attacked by the anti-vaxxers very unfairly over the years and so he has this very defensive position on the vaccines. And he had tweeted something a couple of days ago that I was gonna I was gonna really respond to. He said, if you're not anti-vaccine, tell me which vaccines you support. Tell me, just tell me the ones you support. And I thought, I support all of them for particular risk groups at particular ages. I don't give the shingles vaccine to a six-year-old. I don't give yellow fever vaccine to someone who's not traveling to a region where they're going to get yellow fever. I don't give the Prevnar Pneumovax vaccine to a 12-year-old. I don't give the HPV vaccine to an 85-year-old, but I use all those vaccines. So it's not all vaccines all the time in every age group in all situations. It's never that. And why can't we do that with the COVID vaccine? Why can't we say, hey, it's great over 65, 
23-year-old athlete, I'm not sure. Let's see if that's appropriate for them. Let's get that data right. We do that with every vaccine. There is not a vaccine that doesn't have a particular age window, risk category, sex category. I mean, it's, it's a travel category. It's always something. Exposure category. That's where the vaccines are used. So it's not all, all vaccines, all circumstances, no matter what, no questions asked. We figure out where to best use them to have the best effect with the least risk. The key is with the least risk. And we have been tolerating way more risk than usual. We really have. Yeah, uh, Renal B is uh, mentioning on Rumble that the Pfizer, uh, one of the Pfizer representatives admitted that they had no data on the transmissibility of, of the virus uh, after the vaccine. And guess what? That should have been obvious to everyone, right? We knew they didn't. They didn't take people and see if they were infectious. Did you anybody see any data like that ever? It's unethical to do that, for that matter. They just they thought at the time that they were squashing the virus and the viral replication. Therefore, there would not be any transmission. Turned out not to be true. But they did not test transmissibility, and this is the key. And this is what the Dutch uh, government official was pointing out. All of the mandate policies and all of the the vaccine passports and the and the grotesque um, discrimination that came out of that was all on the belief that this virus was not transmitted after the vaccine. That was the entire justification for it, and it was wrong. Somebody needs to apologize. Somebody needs to apologize. I, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Let's get uh, Dan up here and see what Dan wants to ask us. Uh, Ashley thinks I should be uh, censored. Look, I use the vaccine. I use it in certain age groups. I use packs of it all over the place. And we know over 65, it clearly is beneficial. Under 65, we don't know what we're doing. So it, it's just, the, it may not be the standard of care, but it is the data right now. All right, Dan, your hand is up. I see you. You have to unmute yourself. Um, apologize. Yeah, hello. Hey so I've got one question for you. Yes, buddy. Does pneumonia cause a high or a low spoke, uh, spike in hemoglobin? Does pneumonia cause a, a spike? Sometimes neither. A high or low, if, a if high you become, spike or a low spike? If you become hypoxemic, and it takes many days for that to develop, we are severely hypoxemic. Well, in my experience, it actually goes down a little bit because when you're really sick with pneumonia, the bone marrow gets suppressed, even though you might be hypoxemic, which is stimulating erythropoietin, which is your bone marrow trying to push out more red cells. So I would say there's no characteristic way that hemoglobin goes with pneumonia. And by the way, if it's a short-lived pneumonia, so, nothing changes. So what's worse, high hemoglobin or low hemoglobin? Uh, it depends on the setting. With hypercoagulability that COVID caused, I'd be worried about high hem uh, hemoglobin. In the setting of an acute illness, we worry about low hem uh, hemoglobin because it, you know, people are anemic; they can't fight the illness as well. So, could hemoglobin not be the yin and yang of the the COVID nineteen vaccine? No, I don't think hemoglobin in any way is. Hemoglobin, again, let's be clear, hemoglobin is just the hemoglobin content in red blood cells. It's a, it's, a, it's a marker for what's called the hematocrit, which is the amount of red blood cells per unit volume. And it 
No, I don't think it really has any real relevance in this, I'm afraid. But uh, I'm open to it. If you see some data that uh, something suggests otherwise, I'll, I'll, I will I'll um, take a look. Aaron, uh, let's get you up here. Many hands up. I'll try to get to as many of you guys as I possibly can. Appreciate the questions. Aaron, what's going on there? Safe and effective, a second Hi. opinion. Look at that. Hi, Aaron, what's up? Hi, Dr. Drew. So I want to thank you for all you do. Um, you just have such a rational approach, and I really appreciate it. Um, today, I am looking for some advice. Okay. Uh, I have a seven-year-old son, and he is in a ninjutsu class, and he's been taking classes at the same dojo um, since he was before he turned four. Mm -hmm. So we've got you know a, a long time in there. But for whatever reason, they are still doing masking the kids mm. all the time. Mm. They're still taking their temperatures, mm. you know, and the kids are running around, you yeah. know, doing exercise with masks on and it just kills me. And, um, one of their, uh, one of the instructors is actually the sensei's, uh, daughter who's probably in probably like 17, 18, somewhere around there. Mm. And the, the other day she was just berating one of the kids for having his mask down under his nose mm. and, and actually told him that if you need to breathe, you need to go outside. Oh my God. So why don't you pull the dojo aside and have a conversation? I, my bet is that there's a lawyer involved here. I, at, th at this point now, when people are irrational around their COVID uh, policies, there's, there's a lawyer lurking in the background telling them that if somebody gets sick and sues them and they haven't looked like they've done everything possible, they could be vulnerable. That's my bet. Okay. Right? Yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, trying to figure out a good way to go about it. I pull them aside. You know, pull them aside. Alienate, but yeah. Pull, pull them aside. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't come down on the 17 year old. She, she's as, she's as no. we've harmed her as much as anybody with all this nonsense. But I would pull the guy aside and say, hey, what are we doing here? And if it's an attorney, um, maybe you ought to have people sign something. Maybe there's if some he's other way an attorney. Signs. No, no, no. The, there's, I'm saying I, I, what schools are doing now, what, what private institutions are doing around COVID, when they do stuff that is insane, I, I've been looking at this kind of carefully because I couldn't understand it. I'm like, what are you doing? Every one of them so far has said, well, we have an attorney that said, if we're not doing everything we possibly could do, we're going to be exposed. There are some people that are, you know, kind of crazy out there and we'll take, you know, action. Is and, there a competitive right. company you can go to another place that doesn't do that? They, no, they've been with them for years. I know. It's hard because yeah, the kids no, are so married to it. I know. And, and I, I just think, bring them aside and say, Ugh. hey, how about we'll all sign a waiver, you know, where we, we you know, we exonerate you from any responsibility. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Are there any um, any particular studies that you know talk about uh, uh, kids? You know, Fo follow kids and masking. Oh my God, follow Vinay Prasad. We're going to talk to him next week. Yeah. Um, he's okay. goes he goes crazy on this. He, I mean, he, we've talked about the mental health problems well, that are coming nah, from that, right? But she needs she needs data. Well. If you follow his threads, go yeah, back a few data. weeks. Go. He has tons of stuff in there in his in his Twitter thread. Okay. Vinay Prasad, V A V I N A Y Prasad. He has a podcast too. Yep, it's uh, with Z Dog, and they're very good. And we're going to talk to him uh, uh, in a week or so. Here's somebody speaking to me. Oh, in I'm French. just so glad my kids are 30. Okay. I mean, they're screwed up enough already. Et oui, je connais un jeune homme de 22 ans qui est décidé après vaccination en Angleterre d'une rupture d'aneurysme. Here's a so here that's saying that he knows a young 22 year old who had an aneurysm rupture after a uh, vaccine. Uh, that's weird. Is it say it's an aneurysm de cœur or de cerveau? That's the question. 
Is it a heart or brain? Let me know. Because uh, brain, I would be more likely to blame something like a vaccine than I would the heart enters. And that, that sounds more like a congenital problem in that age group. Uh, the World Council for Health called for suspension of MR. Yeah, but they were sort of an organization that was already kind of inclined that way. So let, let's see if we get more of the traditional organizations uh, to really um, get on it. Uh, I'm just looking here. Sorry, you guys. I'm taking a second to look at the restream. I can tell when we've got an hour. Uh, cart, what am I making excuses about? Uh, yeah, uh, Jess, we we went into the clot thing in a previous um, a previous uh, interview. World Council suspension. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, somebody's saying he was in the Navy and he got 11 shots in 15 minutes and also got the smallpox vaccine. vaccine and then they let him in. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and then he was fine. You know, right. young, young people, you can do a lot too. You got to be tough. You want to get into Live the in Navy. Europe and Prague. Never see masks. Good. Let's go to Prague, Susan. They went home. I want to go to Prague. Vermont, saw tons of masks. Yes. Drew, this one sounds Caleb? unusual because this doesn't sound like what you had said, that you had said before that it's healthy to jog with a mask um, on. No, I, I wouldn't say it's healthy, <laughs> and I wouldn't recommend it. I've said, ah, it doesn't really, you know, unless you're doing a, a marathon or something, then yes. But if you're just jogging it's like, or walking It's like outside, jogging in high altitude. I, I, it makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. It does not transmit <laughs> outdoors. And one of the one of the it's one of the enduring memories I have that is seared into my memory when I was running down here off out of side of our house and I was about a mile away, and I walked by an old man outdoors with a surgical mask on, also not doing anything. Surgical masks don't work. Uh, he recoiled from me running down the street like I was on fire. I will never forget it. The only good thing about jogging with a mask on is if you're training to go to high altitude to do a long distance run. Because it it's like it simulates no, no. the low oxygen it levels doesn't. in it high. It doesn't. It doesn't. It changes. It it concentrates the CO two right here. So you're never really able to completely blow off the the CO two, which is the bigger problem. I mean, that's what they used to do for the ice skaters. They have okay. them skate with a mask on. Really? That yeah. Seems silly before to me. they went to Colorado Springs. That seems silly to me. Okay, Vendezon. I don't know if it worked, but. He ate you John Angleterre, I've worn also on diploma, you'll fizz on tour de moto after the copain, the matin says a me the moto. Yeah, again, you're not telling me was that did he die from a a brain aneurysm? The cerveau ou dans le corps? It was a heart or or brain. Okay. Take another call. Bonjour. Let's talk to Ben here. Howard Cern hated the government, specifically the FCC, when he was up and coming. Now he kisses their butt. That's true. Interesting. It's interesting how people have just changed their thing. When you, when you can, see, when you've always been the same. Thank you for talking about this. The government needs to stay out of my medical records, none of their business. That's true. Ben, unmute your mic there. Uh, hey, Doctor, hey. how are you? What's happening? Um, so uh, your opinion. Um, this, you know, everything I think that we've seen is kind of crazy. Yes. Uh, you know, I think today I've seen that uh, Moderna, in fact, released that they are going to be coming up with an mRNA shot to uh, help cure the uh, the clots um, and cardiovascular issues. Interesting. Uh, you know, potentially. That's interesting. The, that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. Yeah. 
But being a doctor, so my question is this. Um, I think many people, um, I'm, I always try and speak for myself, but I think in this instance I'm speaking for many others. I never look twice at vaccines or medications or big pharma. Mm -hmm. Now I look at everything with a microscope. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're like, you're like our buddy, major long-term. You're like our buddy, Steve Kirsch, who, uh, who was really changed by what he dug into. And he was always, uh, of the school school of thought that we should be, you know, of course you would trust what doctors and medical societies and pharmaceutical companies say, but he's been, uh, he's gone extremely the other way. Um, I'm telling you the truth lies somewhere in between. If you have thoughtful people, they can sort of navigate you through it uh, as safely as possible. But but your point is, your point is, should we be trusting something like an MRI vaccine for, uh, say, clots associated with severe COVID? Well, no, no, not even not even necessarily so much that. I just I just see the trust dwindling away. Oh, it's gone with the people that were supposed to entrust those topics to. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just wondering what the long term on this could potentially I, I don't be know. I, don't... I we don't know. Look, uh, public health is toast as far as I can see. I, I don't know how they earn back people's trust. Uh, pharmaceutical companies were already on the shit list, and I don't know now. You know how they? <laughs> it's just it, it, anybody. Well, no, numero uno is media. Right? Don't we all agree that's where we traditional media? That's where we categorically believe nothing. Are you with me on that? Yeah, yes. absolutely. All right. So traditional media. I don't care which side. I don't care who's talking. No, don't believe it. So whatever they say out there on traditional media, what whoever's representing what, we're going to kind of not really listen to it. So it means going in and trying to figure it out for yourself. But a lot of people aren't trained or equipped to do their own research, so to speak. So really what it's incumbent upon everybody is to find a trusted source. Back to old-fashioned days of finding a doctor you can trust and communicate with and who you believe has good judgment, who you believe has your best interest, and let him or her navigate all this stuff. Because that's what we are supposed to do. And and I think that, that that could be a good news for primary care type practitioners. We could really restore the faith through primary care, but the higher authorities are going to remain for a generation. They're going to remain highly suspect. And again, completely uh, incapable of, of um, being being trusted in the traditional media because just the virtue by virtue of being presenting messaging in the traditional media, the, the presumption is it's wrong uh, or at least a lie or a distortion or something. Okay, here's my French friend again. Il dit masques en France. Oh, they're going to bring the masks back in France? Uh, because the... Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think so. She's saying that for three doses, people are still getting the, the illness. Yeah, but the vaccines aren't going to do anything. They aren't. I'll still get it. I, and uh, by the way, I hope your youth are out in the streets again like they were. Uh, they were demonstrating against things like mask mandates and vaccine mandates when they were clear that at their age, they weren't going to be harmed by the virus. They so all much. died of drug abuse. <laughs> yeah, maybe later. Okay, so uh, I think I'm going to wrap things up. I'm sorry I didn't get to I have to a very sardistic tonight. way of looking at this. Now. Yes, you do. Oh, wait, I'm going to get Leopold up here. Leopold's in the, in the queue. See what's going on with him. You owe Leopold an appearance on this show, Susan. You still do. So I, I don't know we want, if he wants to come. I think he lost him. Oh, no way. Really? There you are. Leopold, what what's going on? What is he ever passed? It was a long time to hear. Um, so uh, a couple of questions for you, Dr. Drew. Yeah. I um, 
One is, uh, so lots of um, interesting uh, issues have occurred in the interim since uh, we last talked. Yes. My nephew, who's 25, uh, had to have emergency brain surgery for a growth that was on his cerebellum. Mm-hmm. And and what we, yeah, it was crazy. Um, but, but one of the things that we've, and again, it's just a... Um, empirical kind of observation my mother-in-law also uh, has growths in her brain and my um, nephew's friend also uh, had some um, uh, brain uh, tumor issues could there be any link do you think in your mind uh, i I, to- I have let me just say that usually if there's something a brewing I will kind of see it, or at least I'll be thinking about it. And I've not seen anything like that. What I what I have been worried about is a general suppression of our immunity. I, I I've not seen this. I'm worrying about this. A general okay. su- suppression of our immunity so that our surveillance system against cancer is impaired and cancers are breaking through. And is that what the excess death thing is all about? That's what I'm worried okay. about. I'm seeing an awful lot of cancers. What was on his cerebellum? It was a growth, and and the weird thing was like is, a uh, arachnoid cyst or it, like a a growth or yeah, what, what's the what name kind of, of it? You need the name of it. Oh, it, you know, Doctor Drew, I I saw the name of it, and it it it's something platy or something. It's a long name and i i can't remember well, it it's it's, and it's, it's sort of the three things are is a you know an arachnoid cyst which is totally benign a men, meningioma which keeps growing they have to come out or something like a you know medullary neuroblastoma or something or a uh, that blastoma the last one you yeah, said yeah, do they have to remove it yeah they did oh, they, they did he, he, uh, they they literally found it uh it was where he had a um he felt um it was during the uh, uh, heat wave, and they thought the doctors thought that he had like heat stroke or oh. heat stroke because he was kind of babbling, like falling down. Yeah, he got confused. He, he, he was, got confused. Yeah, he was confused, right? And and it was through the persistence of my uh, sister who said, you know, we ought to have a, you know a CAT scan done, and thankfully the doctor agreed to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. And they they, they found it and. Literally the next day, now they don't he was in brain, brain, brain surgery. Yeah, they didn't waste. They, they twenty-five. Yeah. Oh my god! That's kind of when oh that, that's when that stuff comes on. Unfortunately, that's when that comes. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry, Leopold. So it's it so was, disconcerting. There are yeah. some strange um, responses to a drug called Avastin, where sometimes people do okay. really well with that. So you can talk, ask about that. Um, yeah. So it's those kinds of tumors people have been doing better with in recent recent years. So that's the good news. Yeah, I, it, well, it, it just, what I thought was strange was just, you know, it, it seems like my, you know, small circle of, uh, you know, family and friends are coming down with growths in their brain. That That's what I find weird. Well, and they all have, and they all have the Pfizer vaccine. So that's, well, I, I'm it just, is, it is, I'll, I'll, I'll log it. You know what I mean? That'll be in my thinking as I look around and see what else odd I see. And nothing and, in your grandparents' history of anything like this. Man, it doesn't really. No, families. not at all. But but no. But as you know well, random events segregate non-randomly. That's so yeah. weird, though. Random Isn't events, it? Random events current series. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I just don't want to make that, you know, leap, you know, saying, well, okay, yeah. just because the, 
you know, a certain right. population around me, but, but it just seems a weird timing, weird, everything. Like it's like too many people around me are, are getting, I know I get brain it. Dead. Yeah. I get yeah. It. It's weird. Yeah. It's uh, uh, and, weird and disconcerting. I, I and, the, and that one common denominator that I see is that, you know, is the Pfizer vaccine. So it was just yeah. kind of strange because they all have the Pfizer vaccine. I mean, I yeah. can understand that. So it, it's, yeah. it's again, I, if we, if we decide that the excess deaths are due to a sudden increase in certain cancers and all, I, I you know, Alex Berenson has been looking at this data and, um, I don't know the stuff that he printed. I, I didn't, it didn't really enlighten me any, but you might look at his thread. He's got, he's got, he breaks okay. down a little bit the, the various causes of death in that excess death category. Leopold, good to hear your voice, my friend. Yeah, good to hear you guys too. All right, buddy. Uh, you have a great one. Thanks. So you much. and Susan. All right, Thank good you. Bye-bye. We will. Tomorrow we have Dr. Spiro Panatazatos. <laughs> there he is. Now, this was a Kelly uh, get. Yes. She was very excited about him. Let me, do you know what that was about, Caleb? Um, yeah, I'm going to hand this one over. My, my brain, is, where is my, my notes? Let's see. He uh, is he's a, he, he's a psychiatrist. Uh, neurobiology yes, psychiatry. So assistant I'm professor of clinical neurobiology at Columbia. And he had originally so planned to stay locked be... down through the pandemic until a vaccine arrived. But then he started studying the data and says that he found this alarming pattern of ad- adverse reactions and events that seemed to increase based on vaccine. areas that administered more doses. And so he's going to speak on on that and what he believes was suppressed. All right, we're going to look at that. And we're going to look, we'll do a little bit of uh, mass formation psychosis since she is a, he is a psychiatrist. I'm looking at some of his other publications Global impact of the first year of COVID vaccine, mathematical modeling. He published it too. He published some data. Very interesting. And it went to Paulina's alma mater. He went to Columbia. Oh, he works there. Yeah, he works at Columbia. Um, and by the way, uh, those of you who are, are negative on Dr. Oz, he was the chairman of the Department of Cardiovascular Surgery, Cardiothoracic Surgery at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital. That's the highest academic standing you can achieve. He's smart. Yeah. Whole transcrome brain expression, exon using. Yeah, if you have a heart attack, he's the guy to be on a plane with. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so we will uh, be up with uh, Dr. Pantazos. Uh, Pantazatos, is that how I pronounce I'm going to have to get that pronunciation tomorrow before we bring him in here. Let me go one last look around. And he's running for government. Give the guy a break. Like, he's trying so you're, hard. You're still in Oz. I am. Uh, I like Dr. Oz. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, I'm just looking through your comments over on the Rumble Rants, everybody. How are things at Rumble these days? Now that it's a public company. Um, yeah. Go buy stock there. Let's see. Keep the rumble ranters going. Chicken pox. Let me see. Okay, you guys. 30 friends suddenly have kidney stones. Uh, atrial fib is the one I worry about. I don't know about the stone formation, but the, the atrial fib and the supraventricular arrhythmia is things I really, really worry about because I'm seeing an awful lot of that and I do think it is vaccine related. It makes sense that it would be like localized myocarditis that doesn't really cause symptoms other than the abnormal, abnormal electricity, electrical discharges. Okay, Kelly is on tomorrow. She'll be here with us with Dr. Pantazitos. Uh, what's that, Susan? Boost the ratings a little bit, bring her back. <laughs> yeah, Caleb, anything else before I wrap it up here? Oh no, it's all good here. I'm I'm excited for tomorrow's show and especially the uh, attention that the Ed Dowd episode got the, over the weekend. It was over 180,000 views. It grew by over this weekend. So thank you everyone for watching and probably a lot of new people here on today's show 
that came from that video because you yes. gained over like 1500 subscribers overnight. So it's been pretty well, Thanks for subscribing and liking us and being nice to us. We really appreciate it. And if you have topics you'd like me to get into, you can, Susan interviews all the emails at contact at drdrew.com, contact at drdrew.com. Those of you, one of these, you know, we ought to start pulling questions out of there, Susan, because I'm not getting to all the calls on Twitter spaces. Well, I had one I sent you today, remember? Yeah. Uh, but the ones that I can answer, I will answer. Um, but unfortunately, I can't answer every question on an email because it's information I need beyond beyond what's provided in the email sometimes. Thank you all for being here. Again, it is tomorrow at 3 o'clock, same bat time, same bat station, right here with uh, Dr. Pantazitos Pant and Dr. Kelly Victory. We'll see you then, 3 o'clock. Go, Kelly. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. Yeah.